welcome into the podcast closet. You're listening to episode 73 of CCP, the Caleb and Kathy podcast, also known as... Country Crimes Parish. <laughs> I like it. I like all three of those. <laughs> Thanks Country's for... Crimes and Parish. Thanks for helping me come up with the CCP. By Googling P-verbs, you mean? Yeah, that was very helpful. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, so this week we watched the 2010 film Winter's Bone. Um, this was based on the 2006 novel of the same name by David Woodrell. Daniel. Oh, right. Sorry. Daniel Woodrell. Woodrell, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was directed by Deborah Granick. Granick. Um, the budget was $2 million. It made $16.1 million at the box office, and it was distributed by Roadside Attractions. The runtime was an hour and 40 minutes. It was nominated for Oscars, but didn't win, including for Best Actress for Jennifer Lawrence. It was written by Anne Rosalini and Deborah Granick. And the book... You went with Granick. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the book and the movie were set in rural Ozark. The rural area of the Ozarks <laughs> in Missouri. That's a word. Um, I'm sure uh, I will say it at some point later and struggle to pronounce it as well, so don't feel <laughs> bad. The only big star in this movie was Jennifer Lawrence. and was kind of before she was famous, but this right. movie made her famous. And I did recognize the guy that played the sheriff as well. He is from the Mindy Project. And then the... The woman who played um, Mirab. I don't know what her name is, but I've definitely seen her in something. Her name is Dale Dickey. Okay, so if you're wondering at home who I'm talking about, Google Dale Dickey. And you'll be like, oh, it's that lady from that thing. And I don't know. I like clicked on like stuff everyone was in, and the only one that... You recognized was that guy? Besides, yeah. So, I don't know. Okay. All right, so that's... Uh, the background, setting, all that. Oh, and we watched it on HBO. Right. On HBO Max. This is our first, uh, HBO Max film. So, thank you to Karen if we accidentally (laughs) charged extra money to your account. Um, To my mom? Yeah. Karen, we will, uh, hit you back. (laughs) I, I think it's fine. I think her cable company includes it. If you're out there and you know what the hell HBO Max is and Whoa. who gets upgraded for free, please tweet Whoa. at us, email Kale us. angry. Because it is so confusing unnecessarily. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's also on just normal HBO, too. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this weird movie. All right, my one-sentence synopsis. I did write one down, actually. Thank you, Kathy, for reminding me to do it this time. You're welcome. All right. So I guess a little more background for this. I have a couple names. So Ree is the main character played by Jennifer Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And her dad is Jessup. Okay. All right. So Ree's dad, Jessup. (laughs) Didn't really need to explain that. Yeah. Uh, so, So Ree's dad, Jessup, has a warrant out for his arrest. And if Ree doesn't find him, she and her family will lose their home. Correct. That's 
It's as simple as I got it there. I think that's a good summary. All right. So, yeah, the first, I don't know, what would you say, at least 30 minutes, she's just going around asking people, hey, have you seen my dad? Yeah, I'm looking Because at the very dad. beginning, the police officer that you recognize from the Mindy Project, is that what it was called? Sorry, mm-hmm. the Mindy Project, yeah. Uh, comes up to her and she's like, your dad jumped bail, basically, and is like, if you don't find him, then we're going to take your house. So then the next 30 minutes, so she's gone around all the neighbors, and when I say neighbors, like you mentioned, this is in rural Missouri. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Southern Missouri. Um, so the neighbors are like scattered throughout the woods randomly and stuff. And she's going up to them and asking, hey, have you seen my dad? Because I need to find him. And he, we got a problem. Did you get the vibe that he was a good dad? No. Bad dad? Bad dad. Bad dad. Yeah. Maybe good at some point, but then he discovered drugs. Yeah. So the reason he is uh, has a warrant out for his arrest is he cooks, they say. So we assume cooks meth. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a big thing down there, especially if you've seen the movie, sorry, the Netflix show Ozark. I believe that's what it's about. It's like selling meth down in the Ozarks. All right. So, and then, um, I'll just mention a great quote that comes out of her going to all her neighbors and family and stuff. Mm. She goes to her uncles and then as she's leaving her, her aunt, I guess, or her uncle's girlfriend, Said, uh, here's a doobie for your walk. <laughs> yeah. When you, you hear the uncle in the background, whose name is Teardrop, we haven't mentioned, mm. um, say to, I think her name was Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. It's like, here, give this to her. And then Victoria comes out, like, here, here's a doobie for and your walk. And money. Was it money too? I don't sell the doobie. I, he gave her money several times in this movie. Okay. Anyways, that was a fun quote, I thought. Um, While we're on quotes, before I forget to mention it at the end again, Hmm. uh, the closed captioning portion, we just got a couple this week. We have heavy metal music playing Mm -hmm. and gunshots in background throughout. Uh, That was one I haven't seen before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also just, sorry. For talking too much, I'll let you talk after this. I just want to also mention why I was mentioning the weird name of Teardrop. I also had some other weird names. Like I said, the main character's name is Ree, spelled R-E-E. Mm-hmm. So, not short for anything, apparently. <laughs> um, Thump. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Jessup is her dad's name, which I've heard before, but mm-hmm. it's not a name you hear a lot anymore. Uh, there was a, a baby named Ned, which I thought was kind of a weird name for a baby. There's Little Arthur. All Neds were once babies, though. I mean, true, but I don't know. Is Ned... That's a name. Is it short for anything, though? No. Except for Edgar. Is it? No. Ned? I just know this because the Royals manager for a long time, his name was Ned Yost, and his real name was Edgar, and he went by Ned. I thought his name was Ed Yost. No, Ned. What? (laughs) Okay, I'm here to tell you that Ned is not short for something. That's just Nedry, a name. maybe. No. Okay. <laughs> Nedry. It's from Jurassic Park. Um, and then the last weird name was Mirab. All right. So, like I said, she goes around all the people asking about him. She can't find her dad. I'll let you take over from there. So I've been talking for a while. 
Okay. Um, I would say that none of the people really want to help her that much. Right. I mean, some of them, I think, feel bad for her and, like, feel yeah, bad for the situation. Yeah, you can kind of explain their her background, I guess, because I don't think I did that. Um, okay. Re is a 17-year-old girl who dropped out of school to take care of her mom and her two siblings, Ashley and Sunny, ages 6 and 12, respectively. They're really poor. They have a small home, and Re is just, like, the caretaker. Her mom doesn't work, or and her dad was in jail, in and out. So mm-hmm. I think they feel bad for the situation, but it doesn't seem like they have been that supportive of them. Like, it doesn't seem like she's really close to her extended family. I don't know. Like, her uncle, the teardrop guy, like, he choked her. Yeah. That did not oh. seem like a good guy, especially at the beginning of this movie. I mean, I think he became better or, like, yeah, had some good kind of qualities. redeemed himself a little bit. I mean, never okay to choke anybody. Yeah. But especially, like, a... Your niece. Uh, uh, yeah, your niece and a person under 17 and a woman when you're a man. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it's just not good. Anyway. Okay, so, yeah, that's her sort of situation. Sob story. Yeah. yeah. Sob story. Um, but... I th- she gets like little bits of information from the different people and she's able to come or basically the conclusion is that her dad is like running from this guy named Thump, right? Yeah. And from like ba- like he didn't make bail. Like he's just running from the law kind of as well. And he... Well, he made bail, to clarify, sorry. But he didn't show up to his court date. So that's when it's like, oh, you didn't show up to this court date to see if you were guilty or not. So then there's a warrant out for your arrest again. So, like, he was arrested. Mm -hmm. Then somebody bailed him out. So they paid so he could come out before his trial. And then he's supposed to go to his trial. But then when you don't, then you get a warrant out for your arrest again. Okay. Well... It just seems like the dad doesn't have his life together. Right. We never meet the dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then we find out that he's, like, cooking meth, supposedly, and um, seems to be going from place to place, maybe hanging out with some not, not good people, and then his car is burned. And we're not sure who killed him, but I feel like it was Thump or Thump's people. Do we know he's been killed at this point? We're like assuming at this point, right? Yeah. It seems like even the family has come to the conclusion he's probably been killed. Yeah. And it seems like, yeah, it's Thump's people. Because we haven't really been introduced to anybody else besides like her extend Ree's extended family mm-hmm. and then like Thump's people. So... Unless yeah, somebody I mean, in her family. Maybe she, they live like this extended family and people that know her dad live around her. But it seems like maybe the rest of civilization lives far away. 
Wait, they just live far away? Yeah, I don't I don't think any of these people live close to a big town or anything like that. Yeah, so that's all we're really exposed to, I guess. Like, we briefly see the school. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, okay. I, okay. Okay, so then, like, Thumb's people are mad that she's digging into their business, and so they beat her up. And her uncle rescues her kind of after that. So I don't know if it's a full rescue, but maybe he found out about it and then came running. Hmm. I mean, basically, like, at first they're beating her up and then they're like, well, this doesn't really look good on us. So Mirab and the women come later on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, jump forward ahead. That's the next, like, vital thing is that Mirab and her sister, I guess, or some of their friends, but the old women, none of the men from uh, Thumb's group, show up and they're like, we'll show you where your dad's body is. They right. put this burlap sack on her head. Sorry, she no. has to prove that um, her dad is dead right. so that they won't take her house. Her house for the collateral, like I mentioned in that brief synopsis, because uh, that was like put up as collateral for the bail. Um, to help get uh, her dad, Jessup, out. So they put a burlap sack on her head so they don't know where she's going, so I guess she can't tell the cops where it is or something. Um, And then they drive her out. They paddle her out there on this boat because it's in this pond, I guess, or lake or something. Um, And then they have a chainsaw. So when they had it, I'm like, is he inside a tree? You remember he said that? Yeah. <laughs> like, why do they have a chainsaw? Well, we find out. Um, so they get to the body, and it's, like, really shallow water, so she can just reach up and grab it, and then Mirab's like, all right, hold on to his hands. I'm going to saw him off so you can give him to the cops. Both the hands. It has yeah. to be both. If it's just one, they'll think he sawed it off himself just to escape jail. They've seen that before. I, I would love to see the guys run around with one arm because he didn't want to go to jail. I mean, I guess how if he does, got, like, a life sentence. How does that prevent you from going to jail? Because it, you're, like, saying, like, somebody else brings the arm in and says, he's dead, see, here's his arm. You, like, chop your own arm off, I guess. That seems like a terrible solution to your problems. Not worth it at that point. Not worth it. Right. <laughs> Anyways, so that happens, and she saws both the arms off. And then Reed takes him to the cop, and he's like, okay. Uh, I, I mean, he's like, well, where'd you get these? She's like, well, somebody threw them on my patio last night. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that settles that up, really. Like, this is sort of wrapping up towards the end of the movie. Settles that up, yeah. so then they're not going to take the house. But there is kind of a mystery, like the bail guy was mm-hmm. telling Re that some some guy, they don't know who, came and paid her dad's bail. So there's a little mystery there. And yeah. then I feel like there's also a mystery about who killed the dad. Kind is there, though? Yeah. I mean, we know it's Thump's people, right? Because how would they know but like, why? Maybe yeah. why? Why is it? If yeah. he owed them money, maybe? Or, like... Do they, them all, out of some drugs or do something? they all do drugs and some, yeah, maybe it's money. Yeah. Unclear. Weird. But, yeah. but then at the end, like, Teardrop is 
apparently he just has like this epiphany about either who paid or who killed um, his brother. And we're left to be like, oh, is he just going to go and get himself killed too? Yeah. It was was a strange ending. Yeah. Because she got money. She got like the leftover mail money. It seems like it's settled. Like they're not going to screw with, like Thump's people aren't probably going to screw with the family anymore. Yeah. But yeah. There's still like some. Animosity. Well, yeah, I I just meant like some like up in the airness. Like, yeah, we don't know. Unknown. Yeah, it's not all tied Ambiguity. up. Ambiguity. Yes. All right, so that's the movie. We I do want to talk about her siblings briefly. Yeah. So I just had I just thought it was an interesting uh, juxtaposition. Like good word. I admit, thank you. Like admits like <laughs> Ree's journey to find her dad and kind of investigate that whole thing. Running with the, some shady people. And... Yeah. Like, and getting beat up and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you see her siblings jumping on a trampoline, playing with hay ba- bales, and just, like, Play being happy. And you're like, how can you be so happy right now? But I guess they're innocent. They don't know what's going on. And... This is what they know. This is their normal. And I would say in relation to that, too, um, Rhea is, like, trying to... Make things normal for them. Well, that, but then later on when she thinks she's not going to be able to... She's, like, trying to raise them up even, like, and get them out of that childhood. Not because she doesn't want them to be happy as kids and stuff, but she thinks, like... They're she gonna has have to, to give them like survival skills. Yeah, she, she's like training them to shoot guns yeah. and skin squirrels. Mm-hmm. Which is a pretty gross scene. Um, I do think we also need to mention that this is an aside. And we can get back to the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the random, arty black and white oh, yeah. squirrel scene. Well, it was like squirrel chainsaw scene. It just yeah, like it was really strange. Cuts to three by four, black and white. But just nature sounds and images of squirrels running in the woods and chainsaw sounds. So and I trees. guess, yeah, and I guess it was implying that like she did chop down the trees, like Teardrop told her to, to sell them off before uh, the the bail bombman got the land and stuff. That's what I thought it was trying I to say. You just thought just it was random, like artsy. Could be independent films, you know. Wow. Wouldn't it be our first three by four? Wouldn't it be our first black and white? Yeah. See some... Lighthouse. <laughs> I mean, Francis Hall was in black and white. As but, well. but I'm saying uh, Lighthouse was both black and white and three by four, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, Lighthouse was gray. Um, but yeah, I just feel like her siblings, given their tough situation, really make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's interesting how children can kind of rise above their situation. Yeah, whether through just like ignorance. I use the word ignorance, but I mean like unknowingness, I guess. Yeah. Or through just sheer spirit and like yeah, pureness. Yeah, I guess they, like we said, they don't really know any better, and it's just what they're used to. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of sad when that goes away. And for people that have 
to deal with trauma or poverty that can be at a premature age. Like you, right. you saw, like Ashley, the youngest is six, and then Sunny is twelve. Ray's seventeen, like I said. But you saw Sonny kind of like starting to listen to the adult conversations and like. Yeah, he he says to Ree like, "We heard you talking about the army." Yeah, so like he's starting to become kind of like aware of what's going on and feel like he has to be like the man of the house and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, you could argue that twelve is still kind of young to be thinking in that way. What, what grade is that? Like seventh grade or something? Probably sixth, seventh, sixth, seventh. I don't know. I just, I, it kind of remind me of when we were watching the show The Wire. How like these kids are living in really poor neighborhoods and stuff, and they're just like playing with rocks. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're still having like a fun time. They're running around the neighborhood. Child's imagination its an amazing thing. Yeah. Help you escape. Yeah. From your situation. Yeah. But um, I guess the other kind of mystery that we didn't really get solved was Ree's mom. How she doesn't talk and Ree says that she's sick. We right. don't know why or what. Yeah, we don't ever see her, like, getting any treatment or anything, so it's unclear if it's a disease of the mind or the body or... Yeah, and, like, she doesn't say anything, and it's, like, a really heartbreaking scene when Rhea's telling her, like, what's going on, and she's, like, pleading with her, like, can you just help me for once in my life? Mm-hmm. But the mom doesn't say anything, so that makes me think that she can't speak. Or maybe that she, like, went through all this trauma of her husband that she's just, like, beyond. Could be. Could be. I don't know. I just, I feel so bad that that Re has to, like, be the sole breadwinner and, like... Yeah, because, I mean, she seems like a smart, smart young lady. Yeah. So it's she has unfortunate to put her life that she... On hold. Yeah. Yeah. To, like, raise her younger siblings that... Shouldn't be her responsibility. That's not her really. job. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, it's just sad. I found this movie to be quite sad. Okay, you want to pivot that into final thoughts? Are you good to do that? I know we're still pretty early, but I think we touched on. Did we touch on most everything you wanted to touch on? Yeah, plot wise. It wasn't like one of those where I found myself taking a lot of notes because mm-hmm. it felt like there wasn't that much going on i would agree with you this time and i i'm this sorry time. that i usually fight you on it <laughs> but yeah i mean if it felt like yeah it had like that one time force or just the one mystery throughout pretty much and then it yeah. gets resolved later because we find his body is like where is the dad or i mean what happened to him or who did something i mm-hmm. guess if you want to branch it out a little bit yeah but i mean that's pretty much the one thing yeah there some little minor things we touched on, you know, what's wrong with her mom and we didn't mention the friend either. Like she does have a friend named Gail, cause it calls her sweet pea or something. I think. Yeah. So seems like she has at least one support system in her life. Yeah. And the uncle, I think, tries at the end maybe. <laughs> um. But yeah, he was violent before, so you know it's kind of like a mixed bag. He's. 
I mean, a guy named Teardrop, you can't expect uh, great things. I'm curious, though, if, like, he just has the name Teardrop because he has the tattoo, or if... He got the tattoo because his name is Teardrop. There's Mm. no way that his actual name is Teardrop. Who names their kid that, even if you're, like, a celebrity? And the credits, slash IMDb or whatever, just says Teardrop. Well, I know, but, like... Maybe that's, not maybe his... that's explained in the book. Something that got cut out. In the yeah, movie, maybe. maybe. <laughs> All right, final thoughts. You can go first. Um, I thought it was a good movie. I don't know if it lived up to my expectations. What I didn't have like super high expectations, but as we mentioned, we knew this movie was like nominated for an Oscar and stuff. So I yeah, had it was high known. Yeah. And Jennifer Lawrence's starting point. And I thought Jennifer Lawrence did a pretty good job in it. And I thought it portrayed um, that area of the country and Missouri. Someone who grew up in Missouri most of their life um, pretty well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think the story just... I don't know. I don't mind focus stories, but it, it didn't compel me as much as some more focus stories do, I feel like. Some other yeah. focus stories do. You yeah. know? It would have been helpful if maybe, like, that wasn't what everybody's defining characteristic was. They're all looking for the dad. Like, you don't have anything else going on in your life? <laughs> like, no other. This is, this is a very small rural town. There's nothing yeah. else going on. I think what would have. Oh, were you done? Yeah, you're fine. I think what would have helped it is if mainly they went on like a road trip to find her dad. Like, I think road trip movies are fun. You know, it's like a journey. Like, and you, like a thriller road trip, or they're just like, "Where's dad?" Oh. No, he's not happy. Like, okay. she mentioned in the movie. Who's yeah. on the road trip with her? The kids. Great or? question. So I would say it's her, Gail, and the kids. Hmm. Okay, okay. We're doing the fix the movie again? I like it. Yeah. And what else we got? But because of the fact that they're on the road, the whole time they can't be just thinking about finding the dad or clues for the dad. So maybe you get some funny moments. Maybe you get some Lighthearted, like uh, children growing up, like not knowing they say something funny and then like the kids don't get it you know one of those yeah like there just needed to be more i felt like this movie was like a good start but there needed to be another layer i at least wanted to know more about Ree if she's the main character the titular winter bone we never figure out what's going on there besides the fact we know that it's in winter yeah and I guess the bones are... are the bones of her father, her father that they chainsaw through. <laughs> that is... Yeah. Also, when um, she made her brother, like, tear apart that squirrel, that was really gross. Yeah. Did not need to see that. Peter probably wasn't happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah. I mean, I didn't dislike it. Like, it kept my attention. Mm-hmm. Although I did feel myself being a little tired. Yeah. Um, but maybe that was just like we were running around a lot today before we yeah. watched the movie. <laughs> kind um, of a busy day. Yeah. 
But I, I, mean, I, it was cool to see like Jennifer Lawrence's star and like what put her on the map and mm-hmm. see the beginning of her playing these like strong women, strong smart women who can fend for themselves. Like, I was there for that. Um, I just thought that she could have had more characteristics. Also, soundtrack, a dud. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm. <laughs> There wasn't one. There was a song at the beginning, I guess. And then they had that weird, like, uh, family scene, which I don't know who those people were. Like, yeah. We didn't see them besides that. It was, like, the dad's ex-girlfriend. Is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah, they were, like, playing banjo and guitars yeah. and singing and stuff. Yeah, why wasn't there any music? Movies Sometimes need just, music. Especially indie movies. But it's the budget thing, I bet you. It all goes back to that. You can... Pay somebody to write some ridge or right. use old uncopyrighted music. Yeah. Or a fair use. Uh, what's a the word? Fair. Something. Anyways. So. Yeah, I want to hear like. Um, what song? Fair Jaca or something. Fair Jaca. <laughs> so that's what would have elevated this movie, some Fair Jaca. All right. I think we need to rank this movie. Are you down? Right. Yeah, let's rank Winter's Bone. What are you thinking for this Number ranking? seven, in front of Uncut Gems. In front of Uncut Gems and behind your sister's sister? Mm-hmm. I could, I could do that. I had it at either five or six, so you're not far off from where I had it. Um, Yeah, I'm fine with that. We don't have to have a long, drawn-out argument about this one, I don't think. I think we're in yeah. agreement that it was, like, a good movie. But, but not a great movie. Yeah. It'll be forgotten. I can see why I didn't win the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, the new rankings from 1 to 13 are Parasite, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Francis Ha, The Half of It, Mid-90s, Your Sister's Sister, Winter's Bone, Uncut Gems, Donnie Darko, The Lighthouse, High Fidelity, Troop Zero, and Dazed and Confused. Okay. Right. Let's seen move. all sorts of movies. Yeah. Up to uh, Baker's Dozen now. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to currently captivating positives. All right. I'll start us off. I got a couple. Okay. I'll try to make it quick. It's okay. We got time. Um, I finally got a haircut. Yay! I hadn't had a haircut since pre-quarantine. Yeah. I mean, I lo- you and a lot of people. I don't think you're. Yeah, I looked that. it up. It was March fourth, so over three months. So that's probably the longest I've been without a haircut since. Maybe in college I might have been. No, I feel like even then I would just like go home and get it buzzed. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, either college or like high school. Gotcha. Because since moving to Wichita, I've been pretty good about like staying on top. You're of an that. adult now. Yeah, I got money. Yeah. <laughs> People to impress. Um, Me? Anyways, am I the people? Oh yeah. Oh, cool. Um, anyways, the main thing about the big thing about the haircut was besides getting it for the first time in three months was I went to a salon mm-hmm. for the first time because usually I'll just go to you know a national chain like I yeah. used to go to Sports Clips and then I went to Great Clips. Just kind but of this like time a cheap I'd, place. <laughs> yeah, you know me. 
cheap yeah. out. I uh, decided to switch it up and treat myself, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was really relaxing. The uh, haircut. Hairstylist? Uh, yeah, the hairstylist was very nice, and we had a good conversation. I feel like it was the best rapport I've ever had getting a haircut. There's always yeah. so much pressure going into that, I feel like. Or maybe yeah. I just put it on myself. No, I used like, to feel that way, say? too, but then I started going to the salon that you went yeah. to, and they're really nice there. Yeah, so that was really nice, and then it also came with, like, a hot towel on the face thing and a shampooing and head massage. It was just really relaxing. I felt, like, a little stressed going into it, and then afterwards just felt, like, so good. Yeah. So I think good. it was worth the the minuscule amount. It cost extra, and then, you know, it's by appointment, so you'll have, like, the same stylist every time and stuff like that, so that's... Yeah, when you, like, get your person, that's cool. Yeah. So so that's exciting, and I look forward to continuing to go there in the future. Um, if if they want to sponsor us, I'll shout them out, but otherwise... Uh... Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, and then my other uh, CCP was uh, we watched yesterday the John Prine Picture Show on YouTube. This mm-hmm. was kind of put together by John Prine's family, and they had a bunch of his friends and... Musicians. Other musicians who are friends with John and admired his work. Mm-hmm. Um, perform covers of his songs and tell stories about John. And they had old footage of John talking and singing. And, yeah, it was just really, really beautiful. Uh, we both big John Prine fans and he's missed. Um, and if you're missing him and you want to hear some good covers of his songs, I'd yeah. recommend watching it. it was and then you get... Excellent. Yeah. And his wife and did a lot of like the interludes, and his two of his sons actually played a cover too, mm-hmm. which was really uh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, if you're a fan of John Prine's music, I would recommend that. I enjoyed it as well. Casey Musgraves was in it. Yep. Um, she sang her John Prine song and a John Prine song. Yeah. Well, kind of on that same beat. I've been listening to Miranda Lambert. Because it's also like country or... Yeah. Nice. Um, A lot of her music. This kind of started... like I really liked her most recent album. And so I wanted to go back and listen to her older work. And overall, I was really into it. It made me feel good. and It's always cool when music does that. Yeah, I don't know. I just really like, I really like female country singers and like Casey Musgraves. Yeah, <laughs> and country music in general when it's done right. So that was enjoyable. And then I've been watching some good television. We have Insecure season four, which I think has been excellent, just like all the other seasons. Issa Rae just knows how to make a good television show with strong characters and um worthwhile like stories stories and you get it you know like since it's now the fourth season you like really know these characters and see them grow and struggle and so it's been really interesting and like this season in in particular has been about kind of the two main characters like they're best friends, but they're like having some issues, and so mm. it's not always shown. 
Is this show at all comparable to Girls or? It's. I I'm, would say it's way different than Girls. Okay, I'm just hearing some similarities. You know, like a young comedian or young writer has a show on HBO talking about best friends and then growing apart. That was kind of a similar storyline. No, I I know it's very different and deals with a lot of different, more uh, pressing issues in our society. That I, I just yeah. was curious. I, I think it's cool that HBO does that, like gives these young writers a chance to tell their stories. And That's true. I mean, yeah, I feel like it does do, like it focuses on like gentrification mm-hmm. and diversity and like this season it's like the struggles of female friendship or friendship in general and I find it to be really relatable even though I haven't like gone through the exact experiences that they have like yeah young people trying to figure it out so it's one of my favorite shows of all time it just wow. keeps like getting better I think nice I really recommend it if for some crazy How reason. How far are they through the fourth season? Finale is tonight. Or, oh. yeah, Sunday night. Nice. Which is sad. It, HBO shows are only like ten episodes. Yeah. And then you're like, oh! And it's this like one I had to wait week? for what the freaking heck? two years. Because Issa Rae got all popular and is doing so well. <laughs> doing movies with Kumail. And- oh! And that's great. I'm really happy for her. But I'm also like, don't forget about Insecure. Yeah. And then the other TV show that we both watched was Queer Eye, season five. Yep. Shout out to my friend Abby, who was a production coordinator on the show. Mm-hmm. Very proud of her. And I highly recommend watching this season, especially episode seven. I felt like that was the one that got me the most. So, yeah, it was really good. It's a feel-good show, but it's also, like, emotional and touching and all of the emotions, really. I feel like this was a really good season in terms of... Came out at a good time. Right. And in the past, I feel like there's usually one or two that are like, eh, this person's not really... You can make the argument for maybe one this season. Like, the younger person, like, didn't probably really need the help, but I mean... She she has a good cause. I'm not, like, opposed to it. The mm-hmm. young girl named Abby who was on the show this season. Mm-hmm. But in the past, you'll have one person who's, like... Not the greatest person. You're yeah, like, like they don't not really accepting yeah. of the advice as much. Yeah. Which this season, I feel like everybody was open and accepting, which is good. Yeah, I, I just think it's such a wonderful show because it's way more than just your average, like, makeover. Like, they're having... They're talking to them. Like, they have a trained social worker. There's one of the people, you know? Um, Karamo? Karamo. Yeah. And so it's not like it's just people that don't know what like, they're let's talking just give about. Like, you clothes and get yeah. yeah, and, you know, and, like they, and even the people who that is just their responsibilities. Like, I'm the hair person. Like, give, like, good advice and have, like, deep talks with the people sometimes if they relate yeah, to it. Yeah. I mean, you, like, in that... It, like, helps you get to know the guys as well and, mm-hmm. like, see how their stories connect. We've I done think... an episode on Queer, right? Yeah, okay. we have. So, if you want to hear our thoughts more in depth. I'm sorry, you can keep talking. No, that's sure. that's fine. Yeah. We, yeah, we one have of our episode early episodes about is on. season four, probably. It would yeah. have been. Yeah. The Japan season was good, too. I think I've Yeah, I think that. I'll go back and watch it maybe now that I'm oh not such God. a snob about you the subtitles. You should. It was really, really good. Would you rewatch it with me or no? If you want me to. 
Okay. <laughs> I can watch it by myself. That's okay. Do whatever you want. I can't believe you didn't watch that. That was ridiculous. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sort of All right. about the subtitle thing. You've, you've grown, so that's good. Thank you. All right, let's move on to next week, shall we? Let's do it. All right, next week we're going to be watching the movie Brick. <laughs> Say no more. It is from 2005. Say no All right, thank no, you so much kidding. for listening. And it's about the making of bricks. It's a documentary. We don't know what it's about, and that's what makes it fun. It has Joseph Gordon-Levitt and that And that really is all you need to know. It's directed by Ryan Johnson, who directed uh, episode 8 of Star Wars. Yeah, so go ahead and, like, you can rent it on various streaming services. Library might have it, but probably not. It's a little on the indie side. This definitely used to be on something, I think. I've on, like, Amazon literally or never heard of this movie. It just was on. We have like a list of indie movies that mm-hmm. we're trying to get through, and we're like, oh, moving on to the next one. Brick. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of fun when you don't know what it's about and you just go in kind of open minded. Yeah. All right. So that's next week. And that's all I have. Is that all you have? That's it. Okay. Go ahead and hug those loved ones or call them. Whatever you. Or both. Hug, love. Hug and love. All right. And don't forget to vote. Cool. So see you next week. Bye.